0: and welcome back to series 2 of my Performing Arts Industry podcast. So, today we're going to be talking about full-time, self-employed, contract-slash-project-based employment. I'm going to give some examples of them as well. And I'll try not to waffle on so it's not going to be boring. So, we're going to start off with full-time employment. So, full-time employment is an economic situation in which all available labour resources are being used in the most efficient way possible. Full employment embodies the highest amount of skilled and unskilled labour that can be employed within the econ- economy at any given time. Being a teacher or working within the business is a few of the ways people can be full time in full-time employment within the industry. Self-employed freelancer. A freelance job is when a person works for himself rather than for a company. While freelancers do take on contract work for companies and organisations such as schools and colleges they ultimately self-employed. Contract project-based employment. Workers you hire for a specific—I can't even read—for a specific project often work for a specific number of weeks, of weeks or months until the project is finished. While some contractors work for an organization for many years, project-based workers usually have a limited time frame for their work. Contractors not hard employees. All employees have, employment co- co- have an employment contract with their employer. A contract is an agreement that sets our employees' responsibilities. So I'm gonna give some examples now of them. So an actor. An actor inter- interprets and portrays characters to entertain an audience on television, film, theater and overperforming our venues. They work in several environments such as theme parks, caravan parks, production studios, theatres or any specific location really. On a daily basis actors collaborate with other actors as part of an ensemble. They portray, interp- they portray and interpret roles using speech, gestures and body movement to entertain, inform or instruct radio or film, television or live-, live audiences. The relationship between a director and an actor is one of the most sacred of all filmmaking. Both the director and the actor are artists and together they collaborate on a project that is bigger than either one of them. A the circus artist. A circus artist develops and performs original acts shown custom great skill, humour and a of depth for the general public. They may perform any one or a combination, a combination of the circus skills such as juggling, aerial acrobatic or balancing work, a typical circus really. The relationship between the audience and performer. The auditorium as a performance space separates the connection and relationship with the audience is the performance space is bigger and the distance between the performer and the audience is greater. A comedian. Comedians typically develop an overall structure for their act and also create an on-stage personality that they'll use. For the rest of their life, really. And they'll keep it consistent throughout the show. But also write and perform their own material. However, more and more established comedians may work as a team. With like, writers to create a performance. The relationship between an, a comedian and his audience is important. To be a comedian, you need to be able to get a reac- like reaction from the audience. Because imagine if the audience don't laugh. You'd know you've done something wrong. You're, you need to be able to connect. you you need to be able to connect with them for them to understand. A choreographer. A choreographer is someone who creates dance compositions and plans and arranges dance movements and patterns for dancers, especially for dance such as ballet and contemporary. You can choreograph stage, TV or film performances. Some examples of famous choreographers would be Martha Graham, Merce Cunningham, George Blanchine, Isadora Duncan, in some days that have been worked on like by colleges, schools, etc. There's a mutual dependency between a dancer and a choreographer, although the former may need latter guidance. The latter can only think out of his or her paces with the input and cooperation of the other. No abstract pattern can ever be materialised without the enactment of the body. So now I'm going to be kind of talking about community and outreach. So community outreach involves offering of education, social planning and supportive activities to, to community residents freely and openly. Being a small city, it's easier to outreach for the outreach to occur, especially through social media and advertising campaigns. An example company of this would be Mew Performing Arts Centre. They partner with local organisations to provide arts and education-related activities to enhance the local community. Students ranging from primary to secondary get-to-learn skills such as stage, acting and singing basics to work towards an end semester. Performance for friends and family to watch. I think it would be a good experience, especially if they want to go and perform an arts. Speciality workshops, resources and discounted free tickets are made available for these local local organisations when a- applicable. The relationship between an actor and community and outreach is that the community and outreach organisation educate. The- Actor and enable they have the skills made, made it to progress further in life. I really do apologize for rambling on. <laughs> um, so, next we're going to be talking about. Wait, let me see where I'm up to. Um, we're going to talk about a producer. So, a producer is a person responsible for finding and launching a project, arranging, financing, hiring writers, a director and key members of the creative team, and overseeing all elements of pre-production, production and post-production, right up to release. A producer will most likely earn a salary range in between 7,000 and grand, 7,000 grand and 10,000 grand, based on education and experiences. Producers can expect a pay level of $91,100 per year. Producers can make the most money in California when they get a get a job top producer skills next we're going to be talking about actually i think that's it thank you so so much for listening and i hope you enjoyed thank you bye Hi, I'm Daisy and welcome back to my podcast. This is my third and final episode of my podcast I do hope you enjoy. I really hope to start doing my own podcast about the industry in the future as I've really enjoyed doing them. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about the performing arts industry and the impacts of the current situation involving the arts. So first of all, I'm going to be talking about the potential opportunities and the threats that may occur. I'll start off with social media. So obviously social media has got its own advantages and disadvantages. However, a big advantage of social media for an artist is that everything is in one place. For example, on your performing platform, whether it's Instagram, YouTube, TikTok or Facebook. You've also got your CV and portfolio in one place. So it's easier for agencies to find you. And it's also way, way better than carrying around all your paperwork with you to every casting call I'm However, a big disadvantage of social media is trolling. There's been a huge rate of trolling due, due to the substantial rise of people using social media. The internet has a way of people using like anonymous personalities to access other people's Im- information, which is absolutely guttering. Anyways, moving on from the topic of trolling, keeping up with the, the social media keeping up with the social media trends can be very time consuming. However, the impact on you is absolutely amazing. The more interesting in board your pages the more viewers you'll get and the more people will and more people will begin to continuously look you up however if you do start to lose interest and start posting less people will lose interest in you and you might be like forgotten about in the performance industry which you don't want regarding me i've started my own i've started my own social media platform on Instagram. I mainly just post stuff such as like videos and photos of previous performances, however I would like to be more committed to it and try and make myself known to the performing arts industry. I will do this by posting show reels, more photos and videos of like rehearsals and more upcoming performances and, making, and just making updates about the industry as a whole and what's happening. Having a large platform and using websites such as Spotlight and Backstage makes it, it makes it easier to find auditions and even agents. However, with Covid, there's been no face-to-face auditions and they've had to take place over Zoom and through videos. I hope when I start auditioning it, I'm doing it in person rather than over camera because I don't find that really awkward. But I know at some point in my life, I will eventually start going to many rehearsals, but I don't want it to be like too late in my life. So I'm going to be talking about theatres now. So by the time Covid goes and other places such as theatres open up, I feel like people's going to be jobless. Even though many theatres are uh, sustainable to stay stay open, it doesn't mean that they're going to have a great comeback. I think theatre tickets are going to go up and people are going to complain. However, I hope people don't and do pay the price. Most people would have missed the theatre, so will pay and appreciate it? Like, will appreciate more, nevertheless, with the government debating on whether performing arts should continue to be taught in schools, Younger people are more are more likely going to be the ones who, want, who won't bother with theatres as they'd rather stay in the house and just watch it on Netflix or, like, on other streaming things such as Amazon Prime. Although youths are more happy to watch Netflix on their phones, tablets or smart tellies, elderly people aren't because elderly people do enjoy going to the theatre and watching it in person. Maybe they don't know how to use those things and, like, they would rather go and watch it. So the next, so the next part of my co- my podcast, I can't even talk. So the next next part of my podcast will be about the government wanting to half the the funding for the uh, the arts courses, reducing the funding per student by fifty percent will lead the deep cuts in, ta- in teaching staff and resources, such as skills not t- continuing to teach dance, drama, and music, which is completely shit. The government should s- maintain it's important investment in creative skills, ensuring the arts courses are are widely accessible and properly supported for them to carry on being taught. The cuts are based on the arts not being on the government's priority list. They think it's 19 million is 36 million pounds they are cutting should be redirected over courses such as nursing and computing. Like not everyone wants to be a nurse or work with computers. Pre-pandemic, the creative industry was grown five, five times the rate of the rest of the economy, which mustn't be clear enough for the government to understand how important the course really is to people. Jarvis Cocker, singer and former pulp font man, said the plans are outstanding. He also said, I think it's really just to put people off from a certain background. That's a pity because it's about mixing with people with different ideas. And then you you get this cross pollination of stuff that makes things happen so Jarvis Cocker knows as much as we do about the course and how much it means to everyone the government wants to half funding and stop arts courses from being taught in school so that young children won't be able to carry on with it later in life like we are the generation and our children are going to be the future generation it's so important that they get to experience what we experience as performers We are the next generation of the industry, so how does he expect to watch television in the future without it, without people not doing performing arts? Because he's really, I guess he really isn't thinking in depth about this at all, and it's absolutely guttering. So personally, I think the performing arts industry is in danger for the future, as technology has taken over the world so much since the pandemic and the improvis- improvisations have being made, especially for performers. For example, instead of lessons in studios, lessons have taken place over Zoom and everyone's really adapted to it. A future without COVID isn't promised, therefore it's more likely technology will be used for a very, very long time. And on the whole, after this pandemic, I think the industry will either go one or two ways. It'll either become as popular as 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 popular as it is now, or just go dead. When theatres open, costs of tickets will become dearer, and I don't think people will pay the price, to be fair. However, some people will, because they've missed the theatre so much, such as the elderly and theatre lovers. I know I'm a theatre lover and I can't wait to get back to the theatre. I know I'd pay the prices, and I do hope other people would too. And I hope the government realise how much how important the performing arts, how important the performing arts industry really is. As soon as the industry opens back up again, nothing is going to be the same. But we all need to stick together and do as much as we can to meet the government, so the government doesn't start staff half the funds. So thank you to listen listen <laughs> I can't talk. So thank you for listening to my final podcast. I hope you listen to me in the future. Hope you have a good day. Bye.